Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Also, 
to be ready to encounter life, because life can be found only in the present moment. Everything wonderful, everything refreshing, they are in the present moment. Therefore, running to the future or getting lost in the past, you miss life. And therefore, breathing in and out is to get back to the present moment where you have an appointment with life. Meditating Radio. That was Thich Nhat Han on being very present, perhaps one of the hardest efforts of the 21st century. We've got so much going on from the past, and because of the age of information and over 500 cable channels and smartphones and thousands of podcasts and thousands of apps, there's so much information coming through the portal of our minds or our thinking process and so the soul can sometimes feel it's being forced so much into a tomorrow that it really has no clarity on and has no idea as to um, discern if this is really the direction that we need to go. But there's one thing that I've been finding quite unique and interesting that in one sense it's also giving individuals an opportunity to try something a little bit different to try new things. I remembered having a student, Diamond, and every time Diamond came to the Meditation Museum, she had a new hairdo. And I was always fascinated by how she always kept reinventing herself and how liberating that must be for her to just keep reinventing and looking at somebody else in the mirror. And this is what we want to talk about today, doing new things and exploring new dimensions of our own interior world. So the question is, when was the last time you've actually done something new for you? And that's a question asked by our guest today, Anne Bernard. Anne had served for 24 years in the Marine Corps, traveled to 41 countries, and is now a master of first times. She's been on a journey of first times and new experiences for seven years, constantly seeking things that she's never done before. This journey has so drastically changed her life that she launched an app called 365 First Challenge to encourage others to start their own journey. Isn't that lovely? Anne has also started Next Level First Coaching to assist people in fully leveraging what they gain from their journey of first times and new experiences. And she hosts 365 First Podcasts, Stories of First Times. Today we welcome Anne Bernard to America Meditating Radio. What a fascinating story you have, Anne. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sister Dana. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I love the opening of your show and what everything that you mentioned because it is very true when you have a first time in your experience, it's a great way to be in the moment. Nothing like having a first time in your experience transports you to being in the present 
especially if you do something that might be slightly dangerous, and I have air quotes on that. I did an air blowing, uh, glass blowing class, and we're working with a 3,000 Fahrenheit torch. And obviously, you're really paying attention to what you're doing. And I brought my stepmom with me. And when we got done, she mentioned about how she felt so relaxed, even though it was somewhat of a dangerous thing to do. She felt so relaxed afterwards because she was in the moment. And that impacts our lives to be able to do that. I agree with that. And I think that when even I've found that moment for me, it's through my creativity that something new emerges from me that I want to do and I'm ready to do. I feel a great sense of um, forward thrust. It supports an energy of freedom inside, an energy of liberation. And it sometimes also adds to my faith in the fact that I know that I'm eternal and whatever happens to me now is also a part of my internal journey. So why not keep creating new experiences, a sense of freedom, a sense of openness? So I've really appreciated um, feeling that for myself, but have to say I do go back into the old every so often. So you have really quite an interesting story, and I loved that you served in the military in the last for almost 24 years. How did your journey of first times actually begin for you? I mean, being in such a disciplined environment, in such a controlled environment, it's hard to do first-time things. So for me, it actually began after I reached my breaking point. And the, what happened was after I left active duty, I started the entrepreneurship pursued my entrepreneurial endeavors, and I started really encountering failure for the first time. And I, you know, in the military, you're told to get over it, to toughen up. And even in the entrepreneurial world, you're told to just keep going. Eventually, you'll reach your success. So I had that mindset, and it was not healthy for me because I did keep going, but I didn't acknowledge the fact that I was in pain and I was suffering. And Mm -hmm. life My verbiage towards life was very negative. I thought life was difficult. It was a hardship. It was a struggle. It was something to overcome. So I eventually reached my breaking point, and that's after years of really actually being suicidal. And I had two options at that point, the option to end life or the option to hand my life over to my creator because he had a plan for me. And clearly, I was not following it, and I was messing things up. So I got down on my knees. I gave my life over to Christ. And then from there, he sent me on this journey where I ended up in all these new places. And since I was (laughs) in new places, I figured I might as well try something new. And my world just opened up. But not just my world, but me. My relationship with life completely shifted and changed. And instead of being a struggle, it was it was teaching me and it was a way to explore and to grow. And I began to really change in a Mm -hmm. fun and exciting way. And that was something else that always resonated, that never resonated right with me, that in order to change, we have to suffer. We have to struggle. You know, it has to come through battles. Why can't we choose to grow and to learn and to change without having to go through that. Why is human mm-hmm. uh, DNA 
it's a struggle. No, it can be to explore, discover, to have fun and learn Mm -hmm. and grow and change in the process. So that's what the journey, like, the last seven years has really brought into my life, which is why I really want to bring it, like, to offer it to others, to share my story and offer it to others. Asking that question a lot to people, you know, why is it that we wait for tragedy to initiate the change that we've been wanting to make for a long time? And you're right. Why can't we change through just being creative or being present or or or, or love, you know, through, through love? I mean, these are the two factors and ways in which people have changed their lives, a deep, intense experience of love or tragedy. So I have been asking the question, Anne, why can't we just change with just the natural, organic way of growth? And I know there's something very mysteriously connected to just the whole psyche of our beings and how we're functioning as people. You talked about some ways that you've changed. Um, Anything specifically that you had noticed that had changed really clearly for you? And can you recall what that was? Opening up. So my childhood was not supportive to me being an open person and having a really tough time to communicate my needs and to reach out to people and to be part of people's lives. And I remember a very clear moment. I was in Prague and there was a homeless man that was sitting on a bench. And I don't know how it happened, but his pants were really wet. And I had the means and the ability to go buy him another pair of pants and offer it to him, but I was frozen. I did not know how to do that. I mean, logically, I knew how to do it, but I didn't possess the ability to reach out in that capacity. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, I was completely blocked. And so what I prayed right there on wanting to change that, like, I want to be able to meet a stranger and open up to them and help them and take part of whatever is happening. So for the next two years, I traveled and I stayed in Airbnbs and I had all these people open up their homes to me and making me feel comfortable. And it was just like over time of this experience, it opened me up. And that allowed me to then have a stronger connection with my family and understanding Mm -hmm. what is required to connect. So that has had a huge impact to where, you know, in my lifetime, I was like, I always wanted to volunteer, but just like, well, that's just not, that's just not me. Like, I understand how it's a good thing, but I'm just not capable of doing that. And to some people that might sound crazy, but it's a belief system that I had. And now because I've learned to open up and reach out my hand and say, how can I help you? I have volunteered in multiple capacity. And there's also a volunteering first category on the app for just that reason. So that, you know, it's another way of pushing me. Like, well, I haven't volunteered in this capacity. Let me go ahead and try it out. It will be a first time. It will be a new experience. I'll meet new people. I'll learn something new. One of the big things that really upsets me is human trafficking. So I volunteer for the first time for an organization that fights human trafficking. And then I learn all this data information about it, and I'm better educated for it. So it's just Good. it's so much fun to push yourself, and then you learn, 
And then that knowledge at some point will become... It opens up so much. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. It'll be useful in some other way. So, And that's where my relationship with life changed. It's like, oh, life is this beautiful thing to fully (laughs) live. But if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in the rut and everything day to day, everything's the same, you're not living life in that magical part, you know, what it has to offer. Right, I get that. So you've got an app, the 365 First Challenge app. Tell us how it works. So when you create an account, the first thing you'll do is select the categories. So there are 30 categories to choose from, everything from art, music, food, donation, volunteering, sports, apples, 30 categories. And once you pick your categories, you go to swipe. So it's a little bit like some of the apps like Tinder where you swipe right on an option. So let's say you pick food first as a category, then it'll say Thai food. So if you've never had Thai food and you're interested in trying it out, you would swipe right. And then once you do that, it'll say, what's your timeline for completing that? Because as you're very well aware, if you have a deadline, you're more likely to do it. You select your timeline and then it starts making your less. If it's something you've already done, so you've already had Thai food, you would swipe up and then it stores what you've already done on a different part of the app. So you can also, you know, it's a great way to realize all the things that you have done, all the first time that you've had. And if you're not interested, then you swipe left, and then the next option comes up. So you make your list, and then once you've done your first, you're able to mark it off as being completed, share it on social media. And if you use the 365 first hashtag, then I can see it and provide the encouragement to keep going, and what I would like to do in 2020 is get 100,000 people to go out and do something they've never done before and start talking about what the experience was like, what they learned from it. I love that you're offering that opportunity for the engagement and building a sort of a community around it. And I think it will be a wonderful way to invite people to get out of their comfort zones because that comfort zone becomes the means of you, us like really slipping into a downward spiral. Now, I know that you've offered people like your breaking point so they don't need to have theirs. What do you mean by that, though? So like we were, like we were saying, a lot of people, to get to that point of change, they have to reach their breaking point. And I know how much pain is involved in that. And I don't I don't wish anyone to have to go through that. So that's why I offer what I've been through and what I discovered out of it. So that's why I created 365 First Challenge. I had my breaking point. Take it as yours and then go forth and start your journey of first time and new experiences because that will be the hack that you need in your life and that really that you need in your brain and your psyche to start a different path. So it's true that to change, there kind of has to be a quote-unquote wake-up call or something that triggers the change. And that's why I offer the start of your journey of first time in your experiences to be that trigger because it will re-engage you with life and it's going to wake up your brain. I'm sure you're very familiar with the release of dopamine as you anticipate doing something. It's a very feel-good chemical mm-hmm. that feeds your, your, your brain, your body to be excited about things. 
So each and every time you anticipate doing something that you've never done before, and then you get the reward of doing it, and then the accomplishment of having done it, it builds up all these feel-good feelings and chemicals, and it helps to continue to step out of your comfort zone because you start getting comfortable with doing those types of actions. And that's also why I started Next Level First Coaching because you are correct. Stepping out of our comfort zones is not something that a lot of people like to do. So this is a fun way, and you can start very slow. You can start at home, Mm -hmm. in your kitchen, Mm -hmm. just by making something you've never made before or going to the produce section. And what's a fruit, what's a vegetable that I've never had before? Let me buy it. Let me figure out how to, you know, cook it or bake it or steam it, whichever way is best for for that particular food. And then let me have the food and then introduce it to my family so that it's also about sharing. The more you share those experiences with people that you love, the more you discover about them, about yourself, and you're making incredible memories in the process. Indeed. So isn't it sometimes a little scary, though? Example, if a tree is planted firmly, it can give fruits for season after season, shade for season after season. Um, but if it's uprooted all the time, it gets weaker. In a way, when we keep doing new things, does it sort of unearth us to a point that we become too fragile, that there isn't something that's grounding in us? And maybe the only thing that becomes grounded is the fact that I'm you know, courageous enough to do a lot of new things. Because, you know... There's a part of us that feels really solid when we're invested in a specific, uh, consistent nurturing of ourselves. And then there's this, right? So is there like a balance of the two? Or what would you suggest, especially to people who have played it safe for a very long time? They will find it quite difficult to, you know, use new ways to break out of that. And it could make them a little bit discombobulated. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. That's a great question. So one first is to understand first times. So some you're just going to have one time, you'll have the experience and you'll never add them to your life. You'll just, they're not, you have the experience and you move on. Some you'll have the experience and you're like, huh, I would have, I would like to add more of that to my life. But first times, so a new experience is always a first time, but a first time doesn't necessarily mean it's a, it's a new experience. So let's say that I would like to take up hiking. I've never gone hiking. So a first time is going to be buying your first pair of hiking boots. A first time is going to be going on your first hike. A first time might be doing your first 5,000 feet peak. So now you're slicing and dicing your first time, but you're staying within one area. And what's allowing you to do, it's allow you to set your goal to do the next thing. And instead of overwhelming you to perhaps, you know, someone's talking about hiking and they did a 10,000 feet peak and you're like, I, I can't, I can't do that. Like that's overwhelming. Well, if you back it up and you take it step by step and all the first times you'll have to do within that to achieve, you know, your next first, then it's back to you're learning how to plan and you're also learning how to release all those feel-good chemicals in your brain each and every time you achieve that next goal. 
So I do understand how it can be overwhelming. So when I first started mountain biking, just buying a bike, because there are so many different types of bikes, there's like, it was, I almost froze in place. I said, uh, maybe I'm not going to do this because it was, it was too much data and it was too much information. But if I went step by step and had someone say, hey, step one is this, step two then will be that, that was a much more comforting way of, of approaching it. And the other beautiful thing is that when you do one thing, you have no idea how it's going to impact other aspects of your life, how it's sure. shifting and making connection. And the brain is such a mystery. I mean, we've learned a lot about it, but it's still very mysterious on how it makes connection. So you never know how doing one new thing is going to impact how well you can do something that you've been doing for a really long time because it's back to opening up your world. And especially, like you mentioned, your creativity. The more you are actually exposed to, the greater your creativity becomes because your brain is making these different type of connections without even you realizing it. And also you're like, oh, but I never thought this and this could go together or there's a connection there because you have exposed yourself to many other things. I know that's a lot of information. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. Uh, It's a lot, but I know what what you're saying and I'm sure our listeners do too. Um, as you move through with your 365 first challenges, anything new on the horizon for you that you're planning to give a shot? Well, my my big so I definitely once a week actually, and I still have like spontaneous first. So I get to shake hands with a U.S. senator on Saturday. That never happened to me before. Uh, and then uh, on Wednesday, I'm going to a pole fitness class. So there's definitely, I once a week, for sure, I have a plan. Okay, this is going to be a first time for me. But the big ones that I want to do are I want to learn how to fly a plane, and I want to mm-hmm. learn how to play the piano and the guitar. So those are earned type first to where, well, I'm going to have to take classes and I'm going to invest money. And I'm going to have to learn how to do this in order to achieve it. But it goes back to, one, it's breaking down some of my self-limiting beliefs that I have had about my ability to do music. Like I've never, as a child, I, I was never really exposed to it, introduced to it. So I never pursued it. And as I've grown older and done so many other things, like why, why did I never pursue any playing an instrument? You know, it's one thing, you know, as a child, it's kind of like what is your parents exposing to? But once you become an adult, that's your freedom to decide what you want to explore. Um, mm-hmm. So the guitar and piano, I've always been curious about, yeah. And learning how mm-hmm. to fly, there's not a lot of stuff that scares me. Well, there's very little that scares me, one, because of everything that I've done. And um, But learning how, <laughs> learning how to fly, I'm, I'm it. Yeah, it scares me a little. So it's a very good reason for me to do it is because mm-hmm. it's something that I think is going to be very challenging to learn and mm-hmm. um, therefore very rewarding. Mm, that's beautiful. What do you love the most about traveling and discovering new places? I love when my senses are completely renewed, renewed by a place, you know, because when you go somewhere you've never been, the, the smells, the sounds, what you see, 
you know, everything, your senses are heightened by it. So I absolutely love that. Like I feel the most alive when I'm in a place that I've never been and I'm exposed to all these things that I've never been exposed to. And that just makes me feel so alive because I ha- it's back to I have to be in the moment. I want to capture it and I want to, I want to maximize know my time in that environment and it's such it's a moment that goes like we adapt especially the more you travel you adapt so quickly that that moment I want to enjoy it for as long as I can because I know it won't be long that it will become familiar and then once that happens I mean it's still a pleasure but doesn't have the same um, newness to it sure I get that Wonderful. It's very, very profound and very powerful. Um, as you look into the future, even though you like to do first things and do everything for the first time, what do you think? Have you ever had a thought about maybe like us as a culture right now in the country? What new idea or what new paradigm or new form of thinking do you think would be helpful for us as a nation? And I've been asking this question to a lot of my friends. Like, is is there a new pathway of thinking that we should start to nurture? That is a powerful question. And I think it is to embrace the human potential and to, you know, if if you think about how fast technology has moved so many areas of our lives, Then we go back to, as human beings, we still go through, again, so much pain. And then we go through that pain, and then we have to go through the process of of getting over that pain to then proceed to achieve what we were designed to achieve. It goes back, why why is this continuous? Why, Why are we not progressing as humans to maximize our potential from generation to generation instead of constantly going through the same loops. So I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of systems that have to be rethought. I mean, the education system, a lot of people are talking about that. You know, it's from 50, 60 years ago. Is it the best that it can be? It absolutely, it, it isn't. So why are we not truly investing in, and it's not just money, but the time, the effort, and the, the knowledge of what we've learned into recreating our education system so that it best supports innovation, creativity, and feeding the soul, and again, human potential. I mean, I would love that paradigm shift of, okay, there are a certain percentage of the population that are coming up with great technology, that are progressing things forward. But what does that mean? Like it's not it's not even across the board. And if somebody is still struggling to just survive, they're they're not even getting the opportunity to thrive. So mm-hmm. we're such a rich nation. Why why are we not all on board to help each other? We are getting there. I have to thrive. tell you I attended the the NEA Foundation Gala just this weekend and there were so many educators that are doing a lot of new things in the classroom, even mindfulness. 
And I left with a, a really deep sense of inspiration that they were educators who were really taking on board the personal responsibility on, in bringing in the whole dimension in the classroom. Sometimes politically, um, it's not so easy because you just wait forever. It just doesn't happen, you know. But I have to tell you, your wish is being fulfilled. There are educators that are doing it. Tell me, are you reading a latest book that is one of your favorite reads? Is there something that you're reading that's really provocative right now? I'm, I do a lot of audiobooks. I'm listening to Loon Shots at the moment. I am always fascinated by history of innovation. So I'm really enjoying this book because it is going through and it, it talks about how those that had those big, big ideas, those Loon Shots, how mm-hmm. they weren't believed at first, how, you know, it goes through the medical field research and, how an idea has to die three times before it sees the market and how people like really persevere because they believe so much in this being a solution to a problem that they just continue to pursue it, even though they were laughed at, made fun of by their peers and how really a lot of the big things that have changed our society initially was not accepted. So yeah, Mm -hmm. saloon shot, I can't think of the author. That's horrible on me, but that's a, that's a book right now that I'm, I'm enjoying uh, because oh, when you do want to, when you do want to create a movement or change, you know you have to realize, yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, it's probably going to because we're programmed a certain way, it might be a bit of a challenge. So I love people who who do that, who pursue that. Beautiful, beautiful. And what do you think is one of the strongest characteristics the human race has? I do want to it it knows perseverance. It, you know, perseverance. I, I think beautiful. perseverance. It, it will. We've our history. Our history shows that we we stick with it, like we against against the odds. We do make some amazing things happen. I love that. Great answer. And thank you so much for inspiring me to go find something new to do today. I have to go go dig deep. I mean, I do have a creative and uh, adventurous and beautiful lifestyle, but I'm going to be looking for a little bit more something new, too, so I'll let you know what that was. Where can our listeners find out more information about you and the 365 First Challenge app? They can they can go to the website 365firstchallenge.com, where you can from there link to download the app. Or if you go to your app store, either Apple or Google, and you put the hashtag 365firstchallenge, you can download the app that way. And I definitely recommend tuning in to the 365first podcast. I do expert advice before your first time series because again, like we discussed. If you have a hesitation about trying something new, it's great to get pointers on how to get started so you have the best possible experience out of it. And if you're looking mm-hmm. for me, if you do a Google for Ann Bernard, majority of my social media are at Ann Bernard. And I am definitely here to assist anyone and everyone that is embarking on this journey and struggle challenges a joy, celebration, anything that the journey brings you. I want to hear about it. I want to share with it with you and build a community around it for sure. 
Thank you so much, Anne Bernard. All the very best, and keep up with your first challenges. I want to keep hearing about more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) All right. All the very best. Take care. All right. Wonderful. I really love this idea of just really trying something new and just breaking these old patterns. I think it's so important for us to do. If you're hearing a little bit of a squeaky noise in the studio, it's happy. You know, our chief pup in in staff, (laughs) and she is so interesting to look at her. She's trying something new. She's found a little section on the carpet, and she is now, like, spinning around on it. I've never seen her do that before. And look, even she's picked up something from today's conversation in studio. You see how great that is? Anyway, remember, if you want some more information on Anne Bernard's work, please go to 365first.libsyn.com or go to 365firstchallenge.com. Com for more information. Again, that's 365firstchallenge.com if you want some more information on Anne Bernard and the wonderful ways that you can participate in doing more. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we really are here to love each other the same. Please remember to pause every hour and hour. Practice your traffic control where you're able to bring some peace and sanity to the world by holding just 30 seconds of being in your place of power and peace. That might be a new thing for you and generating that peace all around you. So traffic control, every hour and hour, pause for 30 seconds and get into your zone and your zen. Here's Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams. Take care, everyone. you own whatever land you land on. Earth is just a dead thing you can claim. But I know every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.